edition of the Redbird Report. My name is Cade Heather. Yes, I am a sports editor here at the Vedette, and I am joined alongside my co-sports editor and great friend Jonathan Barless. Oh, we're still on great. I and love it. Oh. We are joined by a special guest, Jake Sermersheim, the women's basketball beat reporter. And he also happened to cover last Saturday's game, men's basketball game, against Bradley he's, here at Redbird Arena. He is a very special guest, in my opinion. He's the most special, in my opinion. <laughs> you know why? Because he does men's and women's. Yeah. And he did men's. Did, did it all this weekend. He did. He was and he was our uh, Swiss Army knife, and he did very well. He covered the game very nicely, as the Redbirds did take another loss at home against rival Bradley. They did lose 65-59, to now sitting at fifth place in the Valley, tied with Bradley at 7-7 seven and seven in the conference standings. And we're going to turn it over to Jake. Jake, what did you see this time around? On court, in press row. It, it wasn't good for the Redbirds on Saturday. They started off on an 11-0 run to start the game. They started to fall off right after. There was a timeout, and they didn't score for a while. Then Malik got hurt with 2-12 left. Mm-hmm. That's when Bradley really came ahead, and they didn't give up the lead the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Malik, obviously, we've seen him all year, like, being the catalyst to this team. Absolutely. I mean, he goes down for a short time. The team, I mean, just kind of seemed like they didn't know what to do. I mean, they got off to a really good, really hot start, which is surprising because we haven't seen that a lot this year. You're right, but you know, and, and when they derail. have, they have gotten to <laughs> they, when they have gotten off to hot starts, they usually end up leading at halftime, and we kind of know how that goes. They're 13 one when leading at halftime this season, right. but you know, Bradley scored the final eight points of the first half, and they ended up taking the lead right at the end of the halftime, like leading up going into halftime, walking into the locker room. Uh, ISU head coach Dan Muller. Was he happy in the press conference afterwards, Jacob? He seemed more sad about oh. the, about the loss. Well, yeah. he seemed worn good. out. He seemed worn out. I mean, that's yeah. that's the kind of feeling that I've been getting from this team as well. Malik did have 20 points. Phil Fain had 18. Uh, Zach Copeland with another 7, and Matt Chastain with 6 points, the team leaders for that game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's nice to see for the first thing, that I noticed for this game is the fans. The fans were out there. Bradley, yeah. big rivalry game. At least we had some energy going in Redbird Arena. And that's something that we haven't seen in a long time, especially with this kind of a big of a game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that energy helps the players want to play a little bit more. But nevertheless, it's tough to see this loss at home, especially against your rival. Your Missouri Valley Conference is, is it's so tight right now. And it's anyone's conference. Yeah. And we've been saying that all year. I mean, you look at the standings now, and Loyola, Drake, and Missouri State are all 9-5. and five. Missouri State coming up with a big upset win yesterday against Loyola. And the Redbirds still it's, it's right literally now. anyone's race I mean we, we've been uh, following Loyola's run as well Porter Moses saying it's anyone's race right now and now we just have to finish it off and just get started from there and I think ISU has to say it has to have the same mentality sitting at seven and seven tied with Bradley they have to somehow get things clicking once again in order for them to stay contentious going into Arch Madness because there's only three games left now there's yeah, there's it's a very short four stretch games get four games left sorry and they're on a four-game losing streak. You got to find something to turn that around. And now here they go on the road um, again. I mean, they can't afford. They could not afford to get take another home loss, back-to-back home losses. And now they hit the road again for Indiana State. I don't know. I mean, I don't, they, I don't know they, either. They beat I mean, Indiana State in the last game by 14. They looked pretty good on that one. That was mm-hmm. that was coming right off of their first loss to Bradley. So maybe right. this turns something around again. I don't know. Indiana State is ninth in the table right now. They are five and nine and thirteen and three overall. 
I I hope that this is the game where they can start finding who they who they are again, uh, identity wise. Uh, you know, with Malik going down, I didn't think it was anything serious on mm-hmm. Saturday. Uh, I think that that's not going to be a problem for him moving forward. He has had some knee problems. Most of the, he's had nursing yeah. that sore knee for the you know majority of the latter half of the season so far. And I don't think that's going to be what will bring down ISU in the long run. Uh, I hope. I really hope that you know leadership truly emerges from these guys in this through this adversity that they're facing mm-hmm. but we're gonna have to I wait mean, and see again as we we've always seen this do. all yeah we've, we've, we've seen this talked about year. this the entire year i just from, can't i can't figure this team from, out i really can't figure this team out and it, it's yeah. tough to see especially when they have so much talent and you have all these seniors wanting to go out the right way and wanting to go out there and win every single night and they're just not they're not getting their way and that attributes to what we've been talking about all year the lack of depth the you know the uncompromisable injuries the just complacency and lack thereof on the court and sometimes shooting shooting comes down to a problem with that as well and like i said it's just kind of just coming together at this point and trying to move forward through that adversity is how they're going to be successful and they need to do it now because now there's there's no time left anymore. <laughs> there there's no time this, left this for is them the to figure time it out. To turn this, the corner, they have to figure it out right now, or it's gonna be and it's gonna be a rough time in St. Louis. Yeah, I mean they're they're almost turning into a Thursday team in St. <laughs> Louis, and and they're as they're falling down in the standings. I mean, like you said, they're fifth right now. I mean, they take another one or two losses here in the last four games. It's gonna be pretty close. You know, they play Drake and Missouri State. Uh, and Drake's left, been hot. At been, home, Drake has been so for, hot. Both Drake, first Drake place teams. Been and a yeah, threat that, in the Valley. They, they can, have had can, one of the best overall records the entire year. They are now tied for first place with Loyola and Missouri State. And they have, they've, they've rightly deserved that. They've rightfully yeah. deserved that spot. Because they have been playing pretty much out of their mind. for Since they came to Redburn Arena, in my opinion, I thought they played a great game against us. Yeah. And, but, you know, just we're going to wait and see for that one. And... Kate, any other any other insight towards this Valley race? What, what do you think it has to take for ISU to stay contentious the rest of the way through? I mean, stay healthy. The, I mean, right now, I mean, like we saw, Malik went down with a minor injury, kind of came back in the second half. He was fine. Mm-hmm. But, you know, staying healthy is obviously a key. Um, somehow get Keyshawn Evans hot again. Right. He scored three points in that game against Bradley. He went one for six from and the that's floor. Tough. That's tough. That's, they that's need just... they need him. They, I mean, there's right. there's no question they will they will absolutely need him. Copeland, you know, they're they're going to need the guard play to start contributing. They only scored ten points combined. The, those two, yep, and barely got anything off the bench. They got five points off the bench. It's just not going to cut it. Getting all your points strictly from Malik and Phil is not. Gonna it's cut it's it. not going to cut it. You at need all. to distribute that. And Jake, I don't know what you saw during and Saturday's game, but what do you think is going to be the thing that's going to define this team the rest of the way through? What is going to be that one thing, in your opinion, that is going to bring together this team for them to pull it together as they go to St. Louis in a couple weeks? What's that one thing you think that they need to do to get things back on track? Uh, they're going to really have to start getting the ball moving, get into everyone, get everyone open look. Mm-hmm. So. Instead of just Malik and Phil having everything, like uh, what Keyshawn said, he only had three points. And in the post-game conference, Dan said it was because he was doing such a good job defensively that it hurt him on the offensive side. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's that's been a uh, key part of Keyshawn's game this year is the yeah. defensive front. And he's, he's been he's turned been, up his defense right. end, but And like we said, been saying before, is, him yeah. and Matt Chastain have been those guys to really get it going on the defensive side. And it all starts with Keyshawn as well. I mean, he's the point guard. He's, he's looked at to be a leader on this team. And, you know, yeah. when – when you're having good defensive games, you got to give the boy, the shooter, the ball. And only three points is not going to cut it from Keyshawn, in my opinion. 
Cade, what do you think? I agree with you. I mean, that's that's what I said. And, I mean, one for six from the floor, that's six shots isn't even a lot. I mean, maybe they – I mean, they got to – like exactly what Jake said, I mean, they need to move the ball around more, create more opportunities. And it's been a lot of Malik and Phil, and I feel like it's been a lot of, like, forcing, uh, trying to get points this this mostly in the entire season, I feel like. Mm. Well, we'll see if Illinois State can force a win chopping down the Sycamores, possibly yeah. Wednesday, February 20th at 6 p.m. Tip-off in Terry Haute. We will be watching live and covering it here from the Vedette office. But as we switch gears now, women's basketball, our also women's reporter and Swiss Army knife Jake <laughs> Sermersheim, who reports women's. Wow, we have just everyone here today. This everyone here today. We'll start off with uh, Simone Goods and TT Maggot winning their MVC Weekly Awards as well as coming off a big win against Missouri State Friday night and and sweeping Southern Illinois Sunday afternoon. Two big wins in the conference for them. Jake, what does this mean for the team moving forward? Uh, they're moving forward against um, teams they struggled against recently. They're only two and three against their next five matchups. Bradley, they lost earlier this season, but I think they'll rebound against Bradley. They lost to Bradley when their depth was was not so great they had a bunch of injuries same with missouri state the first time they played missouri state they lost because of injuries they were finally able to figure it out their unbroken streak or their unbeaten i should say i feel like mm-hmm. i've been watching and following simone goods and tt maggot all year they, and they just keep surprising me great, they, great. they they keep coming out on the floor and they keep just finding ways to score points even when you least expect it to so along with that is it just going to be, you know, the TT and Simone Good show the rest of the way, or are there any other any other people that we should be looking out for the rest of the way on? Um, the biggest person I look out for the rest of the way is Katrina Beck and Variah Livingston. I both think they bring a bunch to the court. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't necessarily show it stat wise. Like Variah Livingston in the in the Missouri State win, she had ten rebounds. Uh, I think only only four points, but she put a big numbers rebounding and defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Get TT and Simone to score, and they should be good. Give them mm-hmm. the ball, they should score. Uh, ISU is playing Bradley this Friday. What do yeah. you think about that matchup? Another rematch of another MVC rival, but you know, opposite genders this time around. But Jake, what do you think they'll do there? Uh, I think they have a lot to show. Losing earlier this season to Bradley, um, it was a close game, I think. And a close 68 game. Sixty-eight to seventy-nine. I guess it wasn't that close. They beat them by eleven. <laughs> hey, you know what? All you could do is hope to see any basketball team win from us at this point. And it's nice to see that, you know, one of them, one of the teams is doing well. So we put her behind that. Five-game winning streak. That's that's great. That's really good. To see them come up in the conferences they have, they just keep winning games, winning games, winning games. And they're making a nice run for themselves right now. And if they keep that up, I think they're going to stay contentious for this one, especially when the tournament comes around. I mean, yeah, I think I think they definitely have the opportunity to stay outside of a Thursday team in in, in the uh, hoops in the heartland. I mean, they did that last year. That was a huge accomplishment for them in, in Kristen Gillespie's first year at the helm. And what a job she's done in her first it, two years, yeah, right? It's amazing the, the, the type of turnaround this, this program has made in just two years. I mean, she's barely even been here. She brought in it Simone. She like brought it. in T.T. Maggot, you know. And... You know those those two players right there, Simone and TT, have really been the the two that you know when Chris and Gillespie came in here, you kind of felt like this program was turning around and maybe not turn around so quickly. But she brought that. in yeah. transfers in Simone Goods and TT that have been able to <laughs> been able to make this team compete like now instead of 
bringing in all these top freshman class right. and maybe you know a lot of these freshmen I that think, were top in the class right exactly. haven't haven't had a ton of playing time this season or you know and i think that experience think, that yeah. goes along with bringing in transfers like this and transferring them to a division one school and a program that has seen you know that has hasn't seen the best days in the last decade alongside with mm. barb smith getting fired in the last couple of years uh, attributing that their success now to fully like Kristen Gillespie and she's doing a fantastic job in these two years. I mean, you have Simone Goods, you have TT Maggott just doing their thing out there and they're doing a great job and they're on a five game win streak now. So I mean, just mm-hmm. keep replicating the process and I think they're going to be fine. Jake, what do you think? Um, of course, if they can keep up their solid defense, which has been like a big part of their their run this year, I think they easily could win out five games. Drake will be tough at Drake. That's the biggest game, I think, the rest of the way. Bradley will be close. I think Loyola will probably be close again. We lost to them once this year. As far as the MVC playoff picture going into the tournament, do you think the Birds have enough steam to make it all the way there, especially riding this five-game win streak right now? I think, yeah, yes, they could for sure. They're sitting currently tied for – no, not tied, sorry, fourth in the MVC behind Drake, Missouri State, Northern Iowa. They play two of those three teams. They get wins over them. They could make a case for good seeding mm-hmm. in the tournament. I think so, too. Kate, do have any thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I think exactly what you said. Uh, the last two games on the schedule at Drake and at Northern Iowa are the two toughest ones remaining. Those are two teams ahead of them. And on the road, that's going to be a, quite the test um, right before the conference tournament. And if they can pull off a win, uh, uh, one of those two, that would be great momentum heading into the conference tournament. And if they can bring in momentum to the tournament, I think they can do whatever. I mean, I, I they already beat Missouri State, and they've or they lost to Drake by a lot. But, <laughs> but <laughs> well, hey, they, com- they, hey, comeback's coming. Comeback's exactly. coming. That's all it means. But I think you both said everything that and, you guys needed to say. Yeah. I, I agree with you 100%. And the Birds are off this entire week, but they will be back on Friday at 7 p.m. at Bradley and Peoria for another rivalry matchup. Hopefully they can come out with a win against that one. Uh, now switching gears yeah. as pitchers and catchers report. Oh, yeah. Baseball season starts. The Redbirds oh, began yeah. their season in Nashville this weekend, sweeping Belmont by a lot of runs. A lot of runs were scored in this a one. Lot. Birds put up a 50-20 to 20 differential, a plus-31 run differential against the Belmont Bruins this weekend. And all i got to say is, I mean, Steve Holm, first series out there, Yeah, he, 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 he put the pieces in play. Yeah, I think he's made a statement here in just one weekend. I mean, this is his first games, first games that, as uh, head coach. I mean, 3-0. I mean, what was the run run differential? 51-20 plus-31. Uh, yeah. So plus-31 run differential. Plus-31 run differential. They the won on Friday 27-11 to and scored 16 runs in the top of the 11th inning. So, uh, if that's... If streaks are a thing, and you know hitting's <laughs> contagious, they 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 have seemed to figure it out in the first game, the first literally the first swing on everything. <laughs> so we'll kind of give you a breakdown real quick. Ice, you did defeat Belmont twenty-seven to eleven on Friday, fourteen to three on Saturday, and ten to six 
on Sunday. And, you know, head coach Steve Holm kind of had a feeling that this was going to happen. He told me that they were working hard in the offseason trying to get bigger, stronger, and faster. And our team speed and strength really showed by the ball flying over the, uh, the fence. They did hit two home runs in this series. And, you know, that kind of attributes to the experience that they do have. They have a lot of returners in their bullpen, yeah. their starting pitchers, as well as their lineup. A lot of guys, a lot of faces that we saw last year. Pretty much the only one that's missing is Owen Miller. Yeah. Uh, the one they, the, the most, <laughs> most notable the player. player. But a lot of guys are back. John Rave is back. Joe Iles is back. He did hit a home run. Derek Parola, a senior now. He's probably the head, if not one of the heads of the team right now. And he's he's doing a very nice job for himself. Sophomore Jeremy Gaines, newcomer, but he was on the team. And he is, he is having a great – he had a great series. I mean, he had an RBI. Ryan Hutchinson also we saw last year. He's getting a lot more playing time. He had two RBIs on Sunday. And they just – they had a great offensive showing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to lead into next week when they go play in Central Arkansas. And kind of like alluding towards what we've seen last year, Kay, me and you did cover a lot of baseball. What do you think this season is going to be like, especially with the start that they've had now and along attributing to all the experience yeah. that they've had? Yeah, I mean, I think they definitely, I mean, like you said, they bring back a lot of experience, a lot of returning players. I think, obviously, the main difference is the new head coach. And maybe it just kind of shows that maybe Bo wasn't getting the best out of all of his players last year. Maybe, I mean, Steve Holm has come in here. I think he's really done a great job from from basically day one, uh, like creating a a culture we've seen a different culture within, yeah we? we've seen a more yeah, you, like you know he, he's he's brought in a different feel to this team i feel like and more positivity um and yeah i mean like like even in the press conference and everything you know there's there's positivity looking forward i mean he brought in a slogan to the team and i mean you know, this I, team, I, i've I think been using gelling, it I, I love it i yeah. love the slogan i think it's great more hay in the barn like that's awesome i think that's i think that's great i mean yeah. shout out R- rasmus real quick that that gift was really nice i i laughed very hard at that that was that was a good yeah. play that was a very good play jake also will be joining us on the baseball beat this year jake what do you think about the redbirds so far after this initial series um, I like I like what we have on the team. John Rave is did great numbers last year. Red Sox draftee a couple years back. Mm-hmm. Uh, put up good number, top fifteen in batting in the Cape Cod League over last summer. That's yeah. right. He did have a great summer. He had a great yeah. summer in the Cape Cod League, and he was talking about that at the press conference yeah. too. Yeah. But you know, along with that, I think uh, I think Rave had a really good game at some point. I think he uh, he had an RBI single in the top of the eleventh to kind of get things going for the Birds with that. And they ended up putting up yeah. 16 in that first game on Friday mm-hmm. in the 11th inning. So that's just – that kind of attributes the kind of guys that they have. And they're still trying to figure out the strength of their lineup right now. But I feel like it's all systems go from here. I think they're, they've are they been waiting to get this going. They've been waiting to start their season. It's been a long off season, a yeah, lot of different changes, a lot of shakeups. And I think from what I've seen, from what I've heard, from what I've talked to with uh, Coach Steve Holm, I think it's going to be a very positive, uh, positive outlook the way on here. Yeah, and I mean they have some tough competition, but I think uh, you know tough competition brings good experiences and everything. And you know I think that moving forward that can uh, bring them more uh, more success in the conference uh, overall, and especially once the conference season comes. Uh, Absolutely, rolls we do have a little bit of ways for that now. But yeah. I mean focusing on but, what they have, they do play Central Arkansas this upcoming weekend. Mm-hmm. And then, after that, we'll see how it goes because conference play is a little bit of ways, and they do yeah. not return to Redbird, uh, sorry, Duffy Bass Field for a very long time. Uh, their yeah, first home game is actually March fifteenth at Cent- or versus Central Michigan University, and then they play Vanderbilt March first, or I'm sorry, March eighth through tenth in Nashville. So that 
is going to be an interesting Yeah, that'll game. be a tough series. That's going to be a very tough series to look out for. I think that Vanderbilt University series is going to be a true test for them to see the kind of team yeah, that they are. See kind of where they're at, and it'll be good, good experience for mm-hmm. them. Other notable series, they have U of I March 22nd through the 24th in Urbana. Uh, U of I, obviously, one of the better programs in the Big Ten. Yeah. Uh, they, do, they do stay contentious every single year. Creighton, also another good team that they play every single year, March 29th through the 31st in Omaha. They do have, like, a very very minimal amount of home games this year i've been seeing uh they do play u of i one more time april 9th and then the missouri state series at home and then they're mostly on the road this year so that's going to be a lot of that's going to be a lot of it's a big test for them especially how they see how they're going to play on the road so yeah like we said uh it's still very early to tell i mean pitchers and catchers just reported for the mlb literally last week so we'll see the rest of the way through here we'll be keeping up you guys up to date on illinois state baseball as well but any last words from you guys on anything no, I got nothing. You got uh, nothing. Good. good, good first podcast. Good Jake. first podcast with Jake. Jake, we appreciate you coming you. in. Yeah. I mean, I want anytime. you. Here. I want you here all the time at this I'll point. Can we, <laughs> just let's bring yeah. him in. Let's bring him in all the time. Now. Absolutely, I want to. All right, guys, this is all we have for you guys this time around. But be sure to follow us on Twitter at Vedette Sports and keep up with the latest on everything Illinois State Sports at VedetteOnline.com. This has been the Redbird Report with John Cade and Jake. Possibly next time too. Uh, we're signing off until next Monday, guys. Stay hot.